Tanya for the 24th of Shvat, but first the story. The grandfather of Mordechai Akoyen <coughs> was, uh, was, a, was a, a Jew by the name of Reb Shalom. And he was a goldsmith. And the Reb Meir Premishlan says about him, and Mordechai Krenet says the same thing, says that he was one of the hidden tzaddikim of his generation. And he would work as a goldsmith, and while he was working the entire time, people wouldn't know. They'd walk right past him, not realizing that he was concentrating on deep Kabbalistic secrets while he was learn- while he was working in, in gold. And then at night, when the whole like world was quiet, he would spend the night just learning Torah by himself. And this was this was his conduct. And one time, and, and of course he he would he would give Meisa from all the money, ten percent of all the money that he earned. To charity from you know his goldsmith business. One time he made a massive purchase of gold, and whatever it was, it doesn't explain the story. But somehow he lost a tremendous amount of money. The gold purchase really went bad, and he thought to himself, he calculated how much money he lost, and he gave ten percent of his losses to tzedakah. People asked him, "What are you doing? This is not profit. This is exactly the opposite. It wasn't like." breaking even or a profit this is an actual loss you definitely don't you're not supposed to give um 10 from that and he said a person has to bless hashem for the good the the bad just like the good and so when i have good and i make a profit i give 10 percent. when i have a loss i also have to give hashem the 10 percent as well for my losses the tanya right now is in the middle of chapter 27 and chapter 26 27 28 is all dealing with the possible excuses a person might have to be not joyous, and the Altar is troubleshooting, the Altar is saying, you still have to be joyous anyway, you still have to be besimcha, because if you want to be successful, the Tanya, if you want to be a successful Bainani, if you want to have love of Hashem and fear of Hashem, you have to be besimcha, you have to be joyous. And right now, the, the excuse that a person, we already took and uh, dealt with two excuses, but now the excuse a person might have that we started yesterday is a person might say, you know, the type of thoughts that I've seen that I want to do, you know, it's so depressing. It's so difficult for me to be happy with myself. I just, I'm sad. Because, you know, what type of monster wants to do this sin? And, you know, this is what I want to do. What type of monster has these thoughts cross their mind to do such sins? And that's a very depressing thought. And says the, says the person to the altar, ever, you know, that's the reason I'm sad. It's not because, you know, I'm, this happened or that happened. It's because I'm just so concerned with, with the fact that I'm thinking to do such negative things. I want to do this sin or that sin. And the altar ever basically closes down shop on this answer and says, a person most certainly shouldn't be sad about it. In fact, sadness is so wildly inappropriate in such a scenario. And the altar ever gives a bunch of reasons why. And continuing to that degree, therefore, says a person shouldn't be depressed, a person shouldn't even have any trouble in his heart, even if a person is dealing and warring and waging the battle against his evil inclination his entire life and never getting a rest, continuously having been plagued by thoughts of doing sins, a person, it shouldn't make a person sad or depressed. Because perhaps this is the reason you were created. Hashem put you in this world, gave you an animalistic uh, urge, and wanted you to be plagued your whole life with these thoughts, and now you're all depressed. Oh, how come I'm like, this is what Hashem created you for. Hashem created you to have this battle. And your job in this world, why shouldn't you do it for no reason, but the reason you were created with an animalistic soul and put into this world with these particular challenges because Hashem wants to get the incredible enjoyment when you take the evil and throw it out of your head.
And this explains the question we asked right at the beginning of the Tanya. We answered half of it, but half of it we kind of left alone because half of it, the, the whole section of Eev, that, Hashem, that he says Hashem creates righteous people and he creates wicked people, we only really focus on he created righteous people. But what about the wicked people part? It, it kind of it, it goes hand in hand with the answer we gave earlier on in the, in the halfway through, you know, the, where we are in the Tanya so far. But the truth of the matter is, Alter is going to say, you could really read into the, you created wicked people a lot more. What did Eev mean when he said, you created God, you created wicked people? Eev is saying that people, oh, people created wicked people, therefore, you know, it's fine to be wicked because this is the way I should create. That's not what it means. Elo, so what does it mean then? The, the Eev is telling, acknowledging, Hashem, you created people, and these people have wicked thoughts that continuously plague them all day. This is the way they were created. And says Eev, and Altair was explaining, it's not their fault, therefore, when they have wicked thoughts. Having a wicked thought isn't a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing. At the same time, dwelling upon it is a dreadfully bad thing to do. So having that original thought is not a reason for a person to be... Wanting to sin is not bad. Walking past a soul and saying, oh, I wish I could have that thing... That thought crosses your head, okay, you're not a tzaddik, it's fine, that's the way Hashem created you, Hashem created you with a different mission, and what you need to do now is, is be joyous and keep moving and throw the thought of out of your head, because that thoughts, thoughts of, of sins don't belong in your head. And says our chairman what happened, what, what the situation is. Hashem created wicked people, and those wicked people are not wicked because they're not allowed to be wicked, but they have wicked thoughts. Those thoughts they can't get rid of. But their job is to throw them out because they're not a tzaddik. And if they're honest and genuine with themselves, they'll say, Yeah, listen. There's no reason for me to be upset about this. There's no reason for me to be depressed about this. Because I'm being honest. And honestly, I'm not a tzaddik. I'm not a person who doesn't have any temptations. I do have temptation. And that's fine. That's the way God created me. That's the way God wants me to be. Okay. Now I have the temptation. Throw the temptation out. But you might say, okay, well, you know what? My my service, you know, the, the service of a tzaddik who has perfection in his life, doesn't have any temptations. That's a gift. That's a, 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 a an existence that God truly treasures. My existence is more like, a like you know, okay, it's not really all that great, but I guess it is what it is type of thing. Al-Tabas says there's two types of pleasures that exist in this world, and then they mirror the types of pleasures that God receives from people in this world too. There's two types of divine pleasures that Hashem gets from human beings down, down this. The first one is the, the level of tzaddikim, which is they've transformed bitterness into sweet, darkness into light. These are people who, who have entirely transformed their life where the idea of contending and dealing with evil is not something that they deal with. They're tzaddikim. They're, genu- they're, they're genuinely perfect. Their, their job of turning bitterness into sweet as is, is turn their life into sweet. And that's it. They're dealing with sweetness all day. For Hashanis, but there's a second type of, of, of service. And God loves them both. And the second one is when the sitra is soaring like an eagle. You're dealing with a with a with an existence of, of evil on a continual basis. Nothing's been turned into sweetness. It's it's raging um um evil, raging selfishness, raging sitra. 
and and this is the avoid of the bainni. He has to deal with that continuously every day, walking down the street, dealing with all the temptations that exist. And this is what the Pasuk talks about. When Yitzchak asked Asaph to get for him um, um, dishes, he, he doesn't use one dish, he used two dishes. And of course, there's the, 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 the standard explanations, but there's, there's got to be something more deeper to this. And it says, and make for me delicacies that I like. Make for me dishes that I like. And the delicacies are in, are in, are in plural form. When you're dealing with God, there's two different forms of, of, of delicacies that, that God likes, pleasures that God likes, one is this sweet one and one is a bitter one. And as I explained, these words are, are like asking the Jewish people to please Hashem with divine, two different types of divine servants. When in actual food, in the in you know in the culinary arts, there's two different types of, of, of foods. One is sweet. And, and tasty type of foods, and the other one is sharp and sour foods. They're both delicious in entirely different ways. You won't say the sweet is the same type of delicious as the sour. Everyone gets that. Sour is really fun. Spicy is fun, but it's completely different than sweet. Different palates, different styles, people like different things. The sour and sharp ones, they're prepared in such a way that they, you know, they're perfected and the right type of sourness and the right type of bitterness and the right type of um, spiciness could really create a very, very appetizing dish. It isn't naturally that way. If you're not careful, you put too much spices, the, thing, the, the dish is an explosion, it's not tasteful anymore. If it's too bitter, it's not... But if it's prepared right... Vida could be incredibly delicious. Hashem makes everything for his sake. Even the wicked person on his, on his day of evil, Hashem created that all as well. Which means that there's, there's two different types of dishes and God likes them both. And if they're prepared in the right way, if they're utilized in the right way, it's something that's incredibly um, wonderful for God. When the rasha is prepared properly, like the dish, the bitter dish that's prepared properly, it's something so sweet and wonderful for God. In summary, what are we saying? It's a continuation of yesterday. And we're saying this guy's walking down the street, he's in the middle of working, in the middle of whatever he's doing, and suddenly... Well, not whatever, but and, you know, mundane things of, of his of his of his of his day, and suddenly he's plagued by a, a thought, a thought to do a sin, and he then he th- then he's plagued by an afterthought. What a dreadful person I must be to think to do such a sin. And Al Trump is basically saying, don't feel bad about yourself. In fact, you're forbidden to feel bad about yourself. That's coming from the Yitzhahara. It's not coming from a good place. Why? Because the Yitzhahara knows you feel bad about yourself, you're going to start sinning. Because if you are, it's all a waste of time anyway. That's the first step of sin. You have to be joyous because joyous people, they're able to resist temptation. They're able to be strong. And why is Hashem giving you this thought? Because you're not perfect. And you have, you have this false illusion that you're not going to think thoughts of, sin, of doing sins. You're obeying any at best. You're going to always be plagued with that. And you're going to think, so continues after, but at the end of today's Tanya, that Hashem doesn't enjoy your your service because it's because it's you know it's not perfect it's it's more of a bitter type of service 
God has two types of service uh, the delicacies that he enjoys. One is a perfect one of the tzaddik, and the other one God also enjoys, which is the bitterness. When a person in this world is plagued by sin and nonetheless resists and says, no, I'm going to throw the thought out of my head, I'm not going to do it. That's so wonderful and delicious to God, and God loves and enjoys that. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. Tanya is have a wonderful and very successful day and thank you so much for joining